What's up? <laughs> that's, that's my sound effects for the topic we're going to be talking about today. Oh, what flying in? Low tech here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, this week we've got like a longer like sound bit happening. Hi, and welcome to the Wireless Pubcast, where the beer flows fast, free, and frictionless. On today's show, we are going to talk about the iPod, the DJI Mini 3, and Viasat. I'm your host, Dan Jones. I'm joined by Chris Reed, Raymond Hendricks, Ryan Dodds, and like crypto, he can be a bit condescending, Mr. Alan Blake. <laughs> Yeah, there's an extra long bit this time. We're going to write some music. And it's awkward this time. The guitar is going. It's going to come down now. Nobody can hear each other. There we go. See? <laughs> is that the, beef, the topics coming off. in again, is it, mate? Yeah, I was just kind of doing it at the beginning, at the end. I'm just a natural. I love it. Yeah. Nice. How are we, guys? How are we? Decent. Decent. Got a full house. Poker hand well. at me. <laughs> five oh, because oh, there's five of us. Right, I see, I see what you've done there, yeah. Nice. Oh, it's hard work. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that nice of you to show up? Twice in a row. Yeah. We're, we're going to... Yeah, yeah. What do and you mean? Me. <laughs> and me, to Here be fair. Are. And Ryan's here this week. Um, also back on dry land. And, uh, well, last week I kind of just ditched us to go out for some dinner. So, sorry. Fair play. No, at least no. you didn't ditch us to be mid, fair, mid, it was with... mid-podcast like some people did when they were on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I could have actually just attended because it was only dinner with Mikhail. Ah. Mikhail. Mm. Who's Mikhail? Michael? Vegan Mikhail. Oh. I, I don't know who Mick, Vegan Mikhail is. Who's Mikhail? Andrew Mikhail. <laughs> yeah, we know him. Ryan, you're so easy to wind up, mate. <laughs> it's, it's, this, it's this idiot. Honestly, I don't know how we even caught with him. It really is too much. All right, Ryan, why don't, you, why don't you start us off, mate? What are you drinking this week? Oh, well, I've gone slightly European, and I've got, uh, is it Estrella? Estrella? <laughs> Estrella, yeah. Nice. I, I would say Estrella, but Estrella, if you want to be uh, yeah. correct. Nice. Very, very good. Very good. Raymond, what what have you got for us this week? Council Pop. Well, <laughs> take a wild guess. Coffee. Again. Yes. <laughs> but this time, just you... plain coffee. You need to start. You need to start giving us like the beans, the origin. The you know you've got to like. I'll I'll make sure I have a detailed list next time. <laughs> good, I'll I'll good. raise you on that one, Raymond. I'll um I'll do a coffee next week with you if you want. Oh yes, sounds good. I'll do a coffee next week as well. Let's all do a coffee next week. We'll do a sober sober episode. Yeah, oh, I got easy. I was thinking, can it have bourbon in it? <laughs> so, so, we just, yes, so should we just call this the coffee cast or something instead of the pub cast? I mean, that's well, just hey, mate, so get, original. Hang on, you can get a. Can, can't you get a coffee, coffee in, a, in a pub? Yeah, it's not the point. You can I... get food in a pub, but we're not doing a food cast. 
Oh, we we could talk about food, barbecue and stuff. That would be so good. You make me hungry already talking about that. Oh, I had a really, really, really bad salad earlier, so I'm starving. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's good about a salad? Never mind. How uh, do you even have a... What's a bad salad in your head? Oh, uh, mate, it was just the worst. Any I salad? Know, I, I, I don't, what are you doing, man? Uh, I don't know. It was a, just a poor choice from start to finish. I can only apologise. To, to be honest, mate, I think family. you need to take yourself off into a dark room and, and have a, a serious conversation <laughs> with yourself because it's just, yeah. it's not all, man. No, I, actually, there's a bit of a trend coming here. Didn't we do a podcast and you were eating a vegan KFC while oh, you were driving? I? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's I why I always KFC say and not eating chicken. I, I'm a vegetarian by proxy, so I just eat stuff that ate vegetables. <laughs> oh yeah so i'm a pescatarian pesca i'm a pesca pescatarian fish you know to eat fish bigger fish big fish wasn't that basically. um wasn't that on silicon valley did anybody watch oh, that shut up ryan no it wasn't it was did anybody actually see so, that series nope no i never watched that is anyway, epic. moving on <laughs> Alan, Alan, what are you drinking, mate? Oh, nothing. I'm just uh, drinking this. Uh, I can't. I can never pronounce this one. Star Praman. Star Praman. So this is the beer you get in Prague. I love that beer. I know. What are you so sitting in a fucking Christmas jumper for? It's not Christmas jumper. Well, it's got the. Bloody... It's my Michael. It's it's a Michael Jordan NFT jumper. <laughs> Looks like an Fuck NFT, hell. but it's Michael Jordan. I mean, all me, Jordan brands. I thought it was this. I thought it was the Knight of Jerusalem. You know, the Knight Sky of Jerusalem. You know, we're all the, the front there. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're obviously all of that age, aren't we? Apart from Dan, who's a lot older. Um, where we were <laughs> back miles. in the day. <laughs> back in the day, in the nineties, it was all Jordan, right? We all bought the, the Nike Air Jordans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's come back. I mean, so back. I'm literally just, I'm just buying it all. My kids, um, my PSG kids are all. sponsored by Nike yeah. Jordan. Yeah, 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 Jordan. Yeah, they've I got the little. Saw, um, saw that the circular. other day. I was like, "Hang on, yeah, fair play." Mm-hmm. Chris, what are you drinking, so, mate? Uh, I've got Peak Organic Slim Hazy IPA, so it's a light nice. beer. And then uh, because it? I'm trying to keep from getting the sustained hangover from uh, my vacation, I've got some tequila <laughs> going on the side. Nice. <laughs> is yeah, it, is it a double good. IPA though? Uh, it'd be like half an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the alcohol percentage is. 4.1%, so pretty low test. Are you a big tequila fan, then? I am. I love tequila. My wife loves tequila. You ever do the um, tequila slammers? Tequila slammers? No, I I sip my tequila. Oh, okay. Have you ever done a tequila slammer? Uh, Do you even know what what, one is? No, what is the definition of a tequila slammer? (laughs) Put well, salt in just, your eye, you have a lemon. lemon on your tongue. No, that's 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 a suicide tequila, you dick. Shut up, man. Tequila slammer is one where you just have lemon and salt. So you would um, lick the salt first, drink, and then put the lemon in your mouth afterwards. Yeah, I thought that was like a oh, thing in America. That's the only way Alan does it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I actually do it the suicide no. way that Ryan would just refer to. <laughs> 
tequila in snort, the eye. S- snort the salt, <laughs> drink the tequila, and squirt the lemon in your eye. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it can get into you. But uh, no, I uh, I typically do not do that. I just uh, I sip on just my tequila. Sip it like a civilized person. <laughs> it's a great party trick to do when you got you know the in-laws around for Sunday dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did we did tequila slammers. Um, friends of mine got married recently, um, and we did tequila slammer, uh, slammers for the, like the speeches and things. It was awesome. <laughs> just the whole the whole wedding was just an absolute just oh, it was brilliant. Good times. Absolutely nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was good. I'm uh I'm drinking uh Chew Valley Distillery gin, so it's like a, a nice. local. A local gin. Nice. Any flavour in that, Dan? Yeah, there's a little bit of clementine in there. It's quite nice. nice. I'm I'm brewing my own gin again this year. Nice. Is that straight what out of the bathtub? More like a urine sample. My bathwater. It's got bits of hairs floating around in it and that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've uh, I've got some organically sourced. Uh, local rhubarb. Um, it's artisan nice. grown in my back garden that the cats and the dogs piss on. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm taking Nothing a quick rinse can't sort, mate. Uh, exactly. <laughs> quick bird bath in the sink with them. They'll be all right, man. <laughs> so I did it for Christmas. Um, so I made... I got, I got a bottle of uh, finished gin, actually. It was like forty six percent, and then what I did is I decanted it. No, no, I got a given. Got a given, man. Oh right, okay. Fair. Still think it's cheap shit anyway. To be fair, um, <laughs> but um, I decanted it and uh, put all the rhubarb into it. But I put quite a bit of sugar in. And what I didn't realize, obviously, the sugar makes it more makes alcohol content go up mm-hmm. by quite a bit. So I bottled it and I left it for a couple of months. Didn't. You didn't the sugar went. read up on it before you did it. Oh, no, no, no bollocks of that. So, <laughs> so all the sugar had had gone. If I added a teaspoon of teaspoon of sugar to my beer, it would make my beer stronger. Uh, if you drink it in about two months' time. Yeah, exactly. If you let it oh. wait. He's not going to do but that. My beer will, <laughs> it will go flat. And then... Well, hang on. Don't you I... Brits drink flat beer anyway? What? We no. do, and it's bloody awesome. Mm. Love flat out yeah. of cask. Proper Sorry, ale. Ryan, were you saying something? Go on, no, go on. so I just um, bottled it, and uh, we all added a Christmas, and it was uh, it was pretty good. So I'm going to do the same again for the summer. So I'm collecting the rhubarb. Was it like seventy percent by the time you got got Fuck, to it? Was, it? Mate, it was honestly mate, it was like rocket fuel. <laughs> so I'm going to do the same for summer. I'm collecting the rhubarb now, but I'm going to experiment a bit this time because we just straight rhubarb last time. It was very pink and very sweet, which is a bit a bit nasty, but. It's all right. So we'll nice. find the recipe this week, I think. Isn't isn't ginger supposed to go well with rhubarb for gin? It is. Yes, I will be using ginger, uh, and I'll be putting I think burnt orange peel Rogers. and black pepper corns in as well. Give it a bit of a nice, nice bit of kick. That mm. sounds good. Right. Well, first thing I wanted to bring up because obviously. It's Apple, and so, you know, I've been thinking about it all week. The iPod's died. It's gone. 
The last one was gone. To be fair, I totally forgot that they even like kept selling them. <laughs> uh, it's been, in fact, the last iPod I had was the Shuffle. The Shuffle. What? Well, yeah, but which gen Shuffle? The, or- the like original, the original tiny the little one, tiny oh, silver yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, that had no buttons on. Yeah, amazing. No, it did have buttons no, on. No, didn't it? You can press play. Didn't it? It had buttons, but no screen, right? I had no screen. It didn't have a dial, or not? No, that was the one afterwards. That was the original the one shuffle. No, the, was just a the original square. was just it literally just had a play, didn't it? Play, skip, left and right, volume up and down. That was oh, it. It was it? like a circle, volume up and down on the top, left and right, skip, middle button, play and pause. Right now, iPods I never had a shuffle came before an iPhone, didn't they? I so didn't they? Yeah. The, the iPods were out before the yeah, iPhones yeah, came yeah, out, yeah. right? This, <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. This I, was what I had when I was in school. You know, we had I had my Samsung D five hundred, right? That had only a couple of songs on. Then I had my iPod Shuffle that had like loads of albums on and shit. It's mint. I I still <laughs> use an an iPod Video on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah when when we bought the uh, Volkswagen Transporter, uh, it had a yeah. conversion where you could plug in your your Apple. It had an Apple iPod connection, and so we still use it. It it has loads of music on there, and we still use it in in the van. Nice. That's Shut cool. the front door. No way. Yeah. Do you know how much these what? are going for on eBay? No. So for <laughs> iPod Shuffle in Savage Halfords Blue, the two gig version is three hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Have some of that. Three hundred quid. That's amazing. Why, why would you buy it, man? Well, I wouldn't buy it. Oh, I, did I mean, it people the these days don't even know how to convert MP3s. I mean, that, <laughs> because iPod, you had to own the... You actually yeah. own the music, right? In yeah, MP4, yeah. MP3 yeah. format. Now, here we are. We're a generation of streamers. Well, I say we. We are entering a generation of streamers where everything's on demand, so you, you don't to, need... You have to qualify that to by you had to nowadays. own the music, but yeah. I get what you mean. You have to have the music file. Yes, you have to, to, have the file. to be able to upload. To oh it. no, you just you just you, you just illegally download it like mm. everyone used to do, right? From Napster and BearShare. So the one the one that I was thinking about is the is the third ah. gen shuffle. Yeah, so mine must have been the fourth gen one. The third gen was literally just like a tiny little. Looks like a battery pack, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it was like it was smaller than like a USB like, it, stick. Yeah, it was like a lav mic almost size. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Clip. And you and it had like a, a USB to like three point five jack. Yeah, I remember converter. that charger. And you put the songs onto the on onto the device through that thing. It was yeah, it was mental. Yeah, oh, I'm just that. So that's this the is the one that I that's had. the third generation one you're talking about. Yeah. So, oh my god, that's, that's the ugliest looking thing I've ever seen. So I had the fourth generation, and it was this one in exactly the same color, exactly the same thing. I had the Nano. They were the bollocks. <laughs> so, so I had so, a, I had a second gen um, iPod. So the one, it iPod. didn't have the physical buttons around the click wheel. It was just the click wheel in the middle yeah. um, with a black and white screen, um, and then. Nice. Um, uh, I also had an iPod Touch, and I I can't remember the 
what generation it was because there were there were a bunch of those but the, the the touch i mean it was running ios it was running or was it even ios called ios at that point but uh, uh it was running the same os as the as the iphone and you could get all the apps that the iphone had so i i think there was still a place for and there was still a use for streaming apps on the touches because you could just grab whatever you wanted whether it's uh whether it was pandora or um, so you, or spotify you you mean the the ipod touch not the touch the normal i no, never no, no, yeah no. i never had a touch the, the the standard ipod and then sorry not the touch we're jumping back and forth between the shuffle and the uh and the touch yeah, that'd be good. yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. the normal touch okay yeah so i i remember my i remember my mate the first time i'd ever seen like a an Apple anything, right? So I, I had my Sony um oh, what were Walkman they? They were the the Walkman uh, phones. Mini, no, the mini oh, discs. Okay, yeah. Oh, do you remember the mini discs? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So I had that and I was like saying to him, Oh mate, this is so good. Like, oh you don't even know, like music's changed forever. Da, da, da. Like a week later he came back with an iPod. And like I think it was like the third gen one. So it was one that had it had like the click wheel, but it had the buttons mm-hmm. along the top. But it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Firewire only because his his dad was an audio engineer, and he had a Mac, and so like you could the the only way you could have an iPod was to have a Mac back in the day because you had to use a Firewire connector. So it was before they'd done iTunes for for Windows. That's good to see. It was like that for a um, while, wasn't it? Because I remember oh, people having to fight buy Firewire cards for their PCs, especially. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, my God, and I remember him shit like showing me, <laughs> right? But but it, it had like what was it the the one point eight inch hard mm-hmm. disk? Yep. Inside, yeah. And it was it was amazing because it was like oh a mini disc, but I still had to carry around a separate case with like fifty <laughs> yep. mini discs in, right? Whereas whereas my mate was just like all your, yeah, yeah. No, no no it's all on here. I was like no no, no. okay well where's where's the cartridge? Like no no it's just all on here that's mental it's like 40 gig or whatever it was at the time it's just like wow that's so cool so 40 gig yeah, when you think I about mean, it still it's still bigger than most usb sticks that people carry around now i mean people just carry like 16 gig usb sticks and shit i think there were different sizes yeah i think he had one of the top i think the 40 gig was like the top top one i think there was like 15 gig or something as well but uh, yeah so, so, so second gen had 816 or 32 gig Nice. Uh, options but you think about if if you're just if you've got a little mini os on that and you've got just music uh i mean 32 gig um yeah i'm looking at the spec sheet on it now Seven thousand songs and 128 kvps aac it was, um, yeah, yeah. At, at, for the time when you oh. could store 100 songs on the little mini discs and then swap those yeah. around it was fantastic it was one of the so the the first gen and the second gen of the the, the standard ipods were uh, they were truly they, they were revolutionary a brand yeah. new interface and uh like a great design as well that it was it fit in your hand it was slightly thick the battery life was amazing yeah. um on it i don't I don't remember ever having to worry about the battery life on that. Where my my little nice. Sony, I think it was a Walkman branded one, but it took the it took the little mini discs as well. Wasn't um, that yeah. Steve Jobs' pitch on stage though? Wasn't it? He was like, "This is the iPod, and it fits in my pocket." 
like something like that. Songs. Yeah, <laughs> he so loved that. Yeah, he loved that. Something with a music yeah, store and awesome. I think put um, it in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like for me, like what you were saying about the battery, Chris. Like that was a massive thing for me because I remember with the again with the mini disc, it was like not only did I have my case of mini discs, I also had like a pack of double A batteries with me wherever I went as well. <laughs> Cause it was like, <laughs> it's going to run out of battery at some point. I'm going to need to stick some new batteries in there. It like ate, when you were driving around, them, like you car. were, you were using one a day easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, even if you're buying like the top, like I remember I tried for a while doing rechargeable oh. batteries and like after the first two uses, it was just like pointless. You'd get like <laughs> five minutes out of it or something. It was yeah, horrendous. Yeah, I I think um, yeah, it, I I think it like it's it's a it's a big thing, right? So it, I think it was what twenty twenty one years or something that it, that the iPod was around. Um, two thousand one. It, it was just a massive game changer, but it's so funny how so quickly the idea of having like a dedicated just music device that you'd carry around is just like so far away from what we have now right see for me that was and, the and cornerstone the idea of, of apple. having and owning the songs well that, that that for me was the cornerstone of apple that was when it started yeah. to become a consumer product what i would class as a proper consumer product so you always had imax and things like yep. that you know the big fucking screens with the stalk on the back and stuff you always had them in graphics design studios and stuff they're always away yeah. from traditional consumers the ipod was the first time that it came to the masses went mainstream and, and yeah. everybody i remember watching the event and it was like shit like what what is this and no, nobody knew what it was and the fact that you could buy so you could rip your own so people were taking cds i mean everyone used to have those big wallets of cds yep. that wallets. you wrote on with a pen like <laughs> this is what this song is like this <laughs> album is and shit and like yeah everyone were taking them out ripping them to their pc and then transferring them to itunes upon the ipod and that was it the discs were gone and that was it D done yeah. dead yeah. yeah and that was where itunes yeah. store came uh Quite, I don't think it came out straight away, did it? Uh, iTunes Store. So I think it was the second or third gen iPod. Well, I think they realized, didn't they, after kind of Napster, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, hang on, we could probably just sell these songs for like 79p, and then you don't have to buy the whole album. You can just buy the three songs yeah. that you like. It was the. And that was a, that was a game changer. It was the start too. of. That was the original streaming. If you like the stream that you you kind of had to pay yeah. for on an ad hoc basis, uh, you didn't have to go to the shops anymore. You could literally just buy the album for, and it was always a bit cheaper than the one in the shop anyway than the disc one, from what I gather. When you could you could play like was it like ten seconds at first, and then you could play like thirty seconds, at, like so you could like listen to something. Oh yeah, no, I like that one, and then you, yeah, you buy it or whatever. That was good. Yeah, I, as if I that would make a, a decision I spent too for much you. Money in the iTunes store. <laughs> Well, so if I remember correctly, it was the first and and uh, on the release of the the iTunes Store, two thousand three or so. Um, if if I remember correctly, that the um, that was the selling point is that you can buy a yeah. song, uh, yeah. that you didn't have to go to the store and buy the album. You could buy a song for ninety nine cents, um, yeah. and that was the the if you were just listening to a little clip, that only matters if you're buying one song. Yeah, yeah. 
It's amazing yeah, how it, nostalgic we're all getting about this, but actually, it's it's a big <laughs> it's a big change for us, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, the iPod hasn't. I like I said, I haven't used an iPod for for well over a decade now. Everything's been on an iPhone since I had the iPhone three G. The, the that wasn't the original. Yeah. Was that the original? The three G. Oh, no. no. So my first but iPhone was, was the 3G. It was the original in it was the original in the UK. Mm, that's right. So that was my first iPhone, yeah. and ever since, all my music has been on there ever since. And I don't think it's ever going to go. But iPods for me then changed. So when you had the iPod Touch, you saw more of them in business and education because people were using them rather yeah. than buying the thousand pound phone with the same with everything. You had the full ios capabilities but with just wi-fi and with the smaller yes, storage no yeah. so for a small portable web browser what they're using them for perfect and i think that's going to be a bit of a shame because i still know businesses right now that have their whole point of sale systems based on ipod touch oh yeah plenty yeah mm -hmm. it's um yeah, loads. it's a shame but life goes on right well, but I think right yeah. now the market for the iPod Touch wasn't necessarily – it wasn't people that had iPhones. Um, that I, know, I know like a lot of parents were buying them for their kids that they weren't driving yet. They didn't necessarily need a smartphone. They didn't need a phone. Yeah. But being able to, to use iMessage to get a hold of them to check in with, with Find My um, and see, all right, they're at Jimmy's house. Let me call Jimmy's mom um, and uh, see what when I'm going to pick them up. Um, that kind of thing. I I think that, that that's where it was at right now. Yeah. To be but honest, it was never. Skipped you think... Because I just went. So rather than give the kids an iPod Touch, but well, like the example that you gave, they just got my old iPhones with a SIM only planning. Yeah, so like the kids, so they've got an iPad each. They've got an iPhone. Well, one of them's got an iPhone, and it's got a data plan on, and you know for like ten quid a month or whatever it is. And yeah, um, that, that's the way I do it. Just give them the old iPhone, and that's it. Yeah, mine have old iPhones yeah. as well. My wife's old iPhone. So one has a uh, five, and the other has a seven. So yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, and I think I th I think that's probably what's eaten the iPods market. Right? Is that there? There's just all these iPhone like. You know, you could go on eBay and pick up probably like an iPhone eight for something like fifty quid now. You know, <laughs> like it's not, it's not a big expense, and you've got the added benefit of being able to chuck a SIM card in there, and it and it works yeah, as well. So that's it. It still makes and receives calls at the end of the day, and if you didn't want to put a SIM in, it still does iMessenger over Wi-Fi. So yep, yeah, doesn't plan. You can doesn't... even if it doesn't have a SIM in it, you can still call. Well, for the US, 911. Yes. For the UK, what's that, 999? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Um, Go on, Raymond. And uh, yeah, my mind went blank now. Hang on. <laughs> ah, it's Sorry, okay. Mate. <laughs> I'll get back to it. I think um, one of the things that I, I remember one of my first experiences in an Apple store was. So I, my my only exposure to Apple for a long time was iTunes, and compared to, like iTunes on Windows was a piece of crap, right? It but is compared to I think before that I was using Sonic Stage or whatever it was for um, my Sony things, 
Uh, and that was worse. That was worse than iTunes, right? <laughs> but I think what the, one of the first things that I noticed when I went into the first Apple store I walked into, I loaded up iTunes because it was the only thing I knew to do, right, on a on a Mac. And it was so fast and it was so quick. And I still swear to this day, they purposefully made the Windows version of iTunes crap and slow so that when you went into an Apple store and you used iTunes on a Mac, it was like, what? This is so quick. This is so fast. It works amazingly. To, to, I, I, I swear. To be honest, Windows did a terrible job of doing it themselves because they brought out the fucking Zune. Can you remember the Zune? Oh, yeah. And oh, the software. And it was brown. Oh, God. It was <laughs> awful. Like, I'd, I remember having an iPod at that point. And I was like, and I, was, I wasn't very Apple at the time. So I was like, ah, you know, wait until Microsoft bring out their own. And then everyone sort of like, oh. And the software, <laughs> the software was even worse. <laughs> I remember as, as a work phone in my first job, I got given a Windows phone. And I was saying, oh, I said that this is the bee's knees. But you had to manage it from Zoom. Oh, God, it was worse than iTunes. Oh. Like genuinely worse. It was horrible. <laughs> I, so that's the that's the problem is that I think it was actually better at at that time it was better hardware behind it um, and they did yeah. such a poor job on the software that no one no one likes it and that you look at the forums and everyone talks about how good the Zoom was and I don't know that yeah. any of them ha actually had to use it or manage it and they're just like oh look at these specs <laughs> it was so much better yeah from a specs perspective it was yeah. much better but if you ever had to actually like you know pick up the bloody thing and like plug it in then <laughs> you instantly regret your life because it was terrible well and a, a massive part of that was the click wheel right because it the click wheel was so and again it's the software behind the click wheel because the faster you did it the like the quicker it went and then you could go really slowly you know it's that that was just absolute genius because it was tony fidel wasn't it he's the guy who made nest mm -hmm. which has the the same kind of rotary thing yeah um it's just genius i think like as an input mechanism for something that was just lists of things it was just so much better than like swiping which is ironic because We're now swiping we swipe but that wheel <laughs> was yeah. the evolution really of good. haptic touch that that click the yeah. click noise it was an like uh, artificial click it wasn't a real click like that's what we get now with the iphone that's that mm. hasn't died that's come with us and 20 years later like you said it, it's still here yeah why doesn't someone just make an app that is, i think is the ipod made. app and then you can kind of relive your youth and have that kind of click motion on the touch screen I, it's i'm not... almost certain there will be one. I, i'm just thinking with with <laughs> that wheel and an adaptive wheel with this fast scrolling you might finally get to the bottom of facebook <laughs> <laughs> well, what's facebook <laughs> no, go to the bottom of Facebook scrolling. Finish it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, just complete it. Complete Facebook. Complete it, the end. <laughs> Completed it. I've learned it all. Oh, amazing. So Love I suppose it. the reason why Apple then are ditching the iPod then is because also they've got a subscription. They've they've still got a subscription model, haven't they? It's Apple Music or whatever mm -hmm. it's called. Yep. So again, are they make, they're not really going to be making any money now. The business model's changed. Your consumers' demands are all online yeah. streaming, so they can sell a subscription, plus they can continue to sell their phones. So it's more like uh, we don't need to keep yeah. making any more hardware because no one uses MP3 or WAV files. It's not necessarily yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. The iPod 
like I said, it it once the touch came out and it was able to run fully fledged iOS, people were actually not using the iPods for, or in my opinion, not using them for what they were actually for using them as MP3 players anymore. They were using them as light scale sort of mobile devices. That's all they were using them for because they had a camera. I said they ran full iOS apps, so you could load whatever you wanted onto them. And they had Wi-Fi. And, had Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people were doing that. It's just using them as cheap phones or cheap mobile devices. Well, I, I know, yeah, I know schools that cheap. use iPod touches as VoIP. Yeah. yeah. Uh, VoIP as like a VoIP system. So they just have an app on the iPod I remember, touch. remember um, they just doing work yeah. with a, a telephone uh, system. And their one of their unique selling points was, oh, we've got an iOS app that runs on SIP. And all those iPod touches that all the schools, I think, they, didn't they get loads of funding to buy loads of these iPod touches to give to kids? Yep. They're like, all that money that you've just spent, yep. you don't have to go and buy like loads of phones now. You just run them on this. And that's what they did for a long time. So they had even like the well, push to talk features iPod... and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the iPod touches were cheaper than like a, a VoIP phone yeah. anyway. Like, <laughs> like three three hundred quid were they? Two hundred ninety nine quid, something like that. No, they were like a they were like one hundred and twenty nine quid, weren't they? I forget the the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were dirt cheap. Too used to inflation. It was it was probably cheaper to just buy ten of those than but that was do anything that was else. The thing. Like... I remember um, in in education when they were doing uh, you know like when the fire alarm would go off and they need to like check the kids are like, mm-hmm. you know not burned and alive yeah. and stuff registration they were using them rather than buying an ipad because it had a web browser so like oh man, let me just check in little jimmy here uh, he's there and they were using them as as mobile yeah. registration devices they were such a, a scalable device but it wasn't a music listening device no. at that point no yeah and i do, i do wonder if there will be another lightweight something that Apple will do, whether it's like a an iPad Nano or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they've got the Mini, like a, a almost. Well, what I'm thinking is almost like a an iPhone like Max size, mm-hmm. but as an iPad. Um, so like a you know an ultra small tablet rather than you know the the mini is 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 mini but i'm thinking you know even like just you one pocketable hand rather than yeah basically yeah, exactly. you, yeah. your Could apple you watch that, powered by a usb c dock yeah yeah but could you imagine that though powered yeah. with a usb c dock so like my ipad now i can plug it straight into my dock and use my dual screens and the keyboard like it's it's pretty impressive I, I don't use it that often granted but i can do if 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 i wanted to um so could you imagine well, how that would change if you had like like you were seeing like a, an iphone max size screen USB-C connection on the bottom so you can use it as a mobile device but when you want to expand do some work you know like kids university students whatever want to write up a word doc plug mm-hmm. it into i mean you get monitors now with USB-C docks built in well, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say, right? So, so the new Apple display that they've got, um, where it, you know, it, it, it's got the webcam, it's got like a, it's, it's got its own A15 Bionic chip, it's got, you know, mic arrays and all this kind of stuff like built into the into the display. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could just plug in your M1 iPad, whatever, 
into that and it just becomes Mac OS. That would be impressive. Well, so it's, it's iPad when it's iPad. When you plug it into the screen, it's Mac OS. I, so Samsung currently has that exactly. with Dex. Um, and then yeah. uh, and then on, <laughs> on top of that, the the um I don't I don't actually know if it ever came out. Uh Ubuntu was making a phone. Um, and it looked very cool and I don't actually know who was ever released. Uh, but that, that was one of the big selling points is that you plug it into the monitor and, uh, and it, and it becomes Linux. Is it the Ubuntu uh, so, phone, the one that all the drug dealers got caught with, uh, the EncroChat phones? It wasn't a, 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 a Ubuntu phone. I think that was the one that they released. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out whether it actually released or not. And you're I, talking I about drug dealers using it. I'm yeah. like, I've, I've got no clue. So they did release it. <laughs> but again, I think. Go, go on. I, again, I think it comes back to that Zoom thing, though, right? Because you're right. Samsung has ha- has had this thing, right? I don't know anyone who's using it as an actual as an actual full time computer oh, type thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I think I think the difference is like the M1 chip that's in the iPad Pro is the same M1 chip that's in my MacBook Pro. Literally, the only difference is software. Mm-hmm. And and if there's any company that could actually make that happen, because they've already said they don't want to make a touchscreen laptop, they don't want to make an iPad that is Mac OS, right? So what better way of having it where it's just, no, it's, you know, when it's in iPad mode, it's an iPad. When it's in docked mode... It's macOS. This is where I eat my words, and and the conversation that we had about the chips, the M1, and I was like, oh, ARM will never, ever take off. This is what I was saying to you. In the Apple (laughs) ecosystem, this is where it comes into its own because the the A A series chip that I've got in mind now, you know, you you couldn't necessarily port uh, apps from macOS to it because of the the architecture. But now that they're going with the M1, and the ARM processors across the board, yeah, it might be a little bit scaled down. You're not going to get the same processing power that you're going to get from the MacBook, but apps are now fully portable. And like what you're saying, the desktop, the operating system actually becomes extendable. Yeah, well, and and the difference is now, right, I've got iPad-only apps running on my M1 Mac. You know, the, the... there's now this universal binary, right, that you download as an app and it works on your Mac and it works on your iPad. And yeah, okay, the interface is different, but effectively, you know, you don't need to have a dual boot anything. You just have your device and when you're using it as an iPad, it's 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 using the iOS binary and when you're using it as a macOS device, it's using the, the macOS binary. Mm. Um and and I and everything that Apple is doing is like pointing in that direction, and that's what I want, right? I I want like when I'm out and about, I just need my iPad. When I'm sat at my desk, that's when I need Mac OS. Um, yeah. So for me, it's like hopefully that's kind of. Apple taking that to that logical conclusion, right? I can see it going that way. But, but I think that that means a hu- that would mean ultimately long term a huge consolidation of hardware uh, down into yep. it's no longer MacBook, it's no longer iPad, it's it's whatever that future is, just that line, 
take your screen size and your keyboard and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But like for me, that's, that would be amazing. I'd love not to have to carry around multiple things. Like I've got, I've got a work laptop and a personal laptop and a work iPad and a personal iPad. And um, like if I could consolidate all that down and just do basically two iPads, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think what, what, what do you reckon, Raymond? I, I know you stepped away for two secs, but like I was saying, the, the whole point is we wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to dual boot because already you've got iOS apps or iPad OS apps running on Mac OS because, because they're using the same architecture. So you wouldn't have to dual boot. It would just be the same apps but different interfaces for those apps, depending on what, which way you're using it. Um, yeah, so I'm not a big Mac guy, so um, I use the iPad, so hardly ever use a a, a MacBook. But um, I've I've tried to consolidate uh, with Samsung Dex, so I got this Asus Sunscreen uh, uh, um, portable uh, monitor, but I, so I was still walking with a portable monitor and an external keyboard with a mouse integrated, touchpad integrated, and my phone. I'm like, yeah, I could just as well carry a laptop. And and so that so so for phone wise it didn't work. If you look at a um an iPad that could turn into a, a full fledged workstation, yeah, I think that could work. think it'd be interesting because i think i think a lot of the time especially with the ipad pro at the moment where they've got this m1 chip in there it just feels like as an ipad it's never going to touch the sides on that chip and we're almost at the point where we're about to get the m2 or whatever next generation is and they still haven't realized all the potential on that platform with that chip so it feels like there has to be something else coming. Uh, maybe it's just me being <laughs> wishful thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking right now getting the, the M1 chips into the iPads isn't about consolidating everything under M1. I think it's about being able to use those binned chips from the iPad yeah. Air. Uh, sorry, not the iPad Air, the, the, the MacBook Air uh, and the MacBook Pro in those is that they're chips that otherwise we're going to just go back to the recycler because they wouldn't be able to use them or maybe into dev kits and and stuff like that. But, but now they've got a use for them. Um, and now they don't have to buy them from, um, from whoever else that they were, they were grabbing them from. Yeah. Yeah. And and I suppose if nothing else, it still gives them access to things like Thunderbolt, you know, USB three, you know, all that kind of stuff, USB four, whatever it is. Um, without having to kind of rebuild again that whole architecture on on the thing nice okay well uh, one of the other things that i wanted to to chat about was the the new drone from dji um yes did everyone yes. see that yes raymond's like <laughs> yes is your order well, in yet they're, they're releasing it on my birthday it has to be a sign right <laughs> oh come on are you just sending your yep. wife like already to this send her my like, Amazon hey, shopping coming out of my birthday? <laughs> if you need any ideas, this is it. Is that yep. the only thing exactly in the, in the list? 
<laughs> Here are all of your options. It's it's pretty impressive. Was it two hundred and fifty so grams? Um, it weighs now two forty nine. Is it? Oh, two forty nine. Okay. Because if, if it's two forty nine, like then it Apple. doesn't have to follow any rules regulations. That's right. It's it's, it's a weird thing. Nice. So I know they've had. I was reading the insider stuff, and they were saying that. They wanted to put bigger batteries in to increase the flight time. So they've been able to cram uh, better batteries in. So I think they can get them into a smaller space, use less weight. Uh, but still, the flying time is roughly the same of 45 minutes or so. Um, but there's some regulations that if they go up to a certain weight or if a certain flying time, from what I gather. It's all about weight. It's all yeah, about weight. Um, is yeah. that they then have to classify them as other things and you need licenses for them and stuff. So, Okay, so so because the Mini 3 is under that 250 grams, does that mean that you don't need a Not here in the Netherlands. License? Correct. Okay. That's, that would save me yep. 250 quid a year or whatever it is. So the, the Mini 2 <laughs> yep. was under 250 as well. It was less than 249. Um, so, so that that's not uh, the okay. big the big upgrade here that we've got. Uh, the, the camera is really the, the big thing for it. It's going from 12 megapixel photos to 48 megapixel and then going from 4K30 to 4K60. Wow. Um, so, I mean, just that 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 frames per second jump is, is huge when we're you're trying to play yeah, with, with video on Apparently it, so better I think optical that's... detection as well. Okay. Oh, it's got backwards. It's got backwards obstacle. Okay, that's good. Because you've always been able to Let's do the forwards and, and underneath stuff. But the fact that when you're flying backwards, you won't just fly into a tree. That's quite that's And quite it useful. has the new link system as well. <laughs> Not that I've done. So that even has a bigger range. Oh, oh, right. It's got the yeah. um, what the new transmission, like live feed thing. Oh, okay. No, um, <laughs> okay. Maybe I will have to update then. Is it? I take it it still comes with a follow you kind of mode as well, right? Oh yeah, that's been that, that's, yeah, that's, that's a DJI uh, feature. Like... That that's like, yeah, that's like, yeah, this is what we've yeah. got. But they've uh, they've increased the cameras as well, haven't they? So they've got better apertures. Better chips, yep. and they now can rotate. Is it ninety degrees? Because you couldn't do that before. Uh, yeah, it can, it can do actual vertical shooting. Where the the um, yeah. the mini two um, just did a software base. It basically just cropped the image to make it just cropped. Yeah, it, uh, to make it vertical. But but in this one, that the the actual camera moves into a vertical orientation. So I think a, a lot of the uh, the press footage that they were showing of that was like if you wanted to. Uh, I actually don't think it's legal for you to fly over traffic, but uh, if you wanted to fly over a bridge or something and, and run the entire way, you could have that be, be vertical. Um, and then nice. the addition of, uh, of some uh, HDR um, as well for 4K. I just put a picture of the camera into the chat there that you can see how small it is, but the axis that it sits on to be able to twist. It's that's, pretty impressive. That's... That's useful for the audio podcast that we've got, mate. Uh, well, awesome. yeah. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to share your screen, too? I've just ordered it. You've just ordered it, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've just ordered it. It's not ready until well, the 22nd of May. you just ordered it right here. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn, no, i got to do it, too. 
I mean, this, this oh, is exactly on, what then. I'm doing. I, <laughs> um, this is perfect for me because this is obviously because uh, ironically we talked about this after we recorded the last episode, yeah. didn't we? And I was explaining my use cases, which was I do a lot of uh, downhill biking uh, in kind of woods, trails, whatever. It's, it's uh, fun, but it'd be really, really good to have a drone follow you um, as long as it's capable of avoiding the trees and stuff. Because in the UK, everything's all kind of trees. It's all green. Is in the US, a little bit more open space. <laughs> so you can probably... <laughs> Not where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. So you can literally go on... <laughs> The Salt Lakes of Utah or whatever it is, where most of the mountain biking kind of frats are, you can, yeah, you can easily follow a drone when you go up like mountains and shit like that. Um, it, it's it's ideal, but the biggest headache I noticed when I do my research, whether to buy a drone or or not, in which drone to buy was based upon not battery life, but licensing, being able to use it within the proximity of of people and flying at certain heights or distances and it was it was all these different types of legislation and also category specification of the actual uh product from the manufacturer to kind of you know it has to be stamped a bit like the kite bsi stuff that you get in the uk don't you where you have to kind of it meets british is it british standards whatever it's called um so for me if i can use a drone in proximity of other people that just follows me down a down a mountain or down a hill or through wood trails and whatnot that's perfect because then it just gives a different dimension to having someone follow you on the back of a bike and then realize that all they've got is a picture of your your ass or your back wheel <laughs> because <laughs> all the gopro is just of dropped <laughs> yeah exactly because the gopro is just not kind of working quite well on on their body whatever it is but this just adds a little bit more fun and battery life doesn't really bother me airtime doesn't really bother me because when you go down a run you, you're down for a few yeah. seconds or minutes and you, you just get more batteries quick you just well, exactly. you just buy well, batteries. actually exactly we do the same thing with the bikes because we do the e-bikes you see we just swap those batteries might as well just swap the, the, the drone batteries as well so yeah. it's a really really good idea and it's not just for mountain biking but snowboarding as well dji mini 3 pro <laughs> you know when you go battery, but it weighs more so the the but the mini pro me. you i don't know if it's going to be able to be flown in the uk though because it won't be sold in the eu that's for sure because it goes above 250 grams and the battery goes from a 2000 milliamp hour or 2400 milliamp hour to a 3850 the shit so one. what have i just bought then the mini, yeah, exactly. the mini pro is saying it's 249 uh, no, yeah, uh, there's two options for batteries. Stop, stop, stop doing a, stop doing a Christian and reading shit on the internet just no. to make yourself look intellectual about some pro some product no, that you I don't know. have a clue about, man. Uh, but uh, so there, there are two different options for the batteries. One of them, the battery is explicitly labeled as ultralight 249 gram. So that's the 34 yeah. minutes of runtime. I think it's 47 minutes yeah, on the correct. the Good other one. Um, oh. <laughs> So an extra three minutes 47, time. right? It's all that three minutes, <laughs> yeah, mate. That three right. minutes counts every time. Oh, 47. Yeah, 47 okay. to th versus 37. So, uh, I mean, a not oh, insignificant okay. bump, but when the batteries are replaceable, does it yeah, really matter? That's the point. No. So actually on that no. front, is there anything stopping you from buying the Mini 3 uh, on the 249 and then buying bigger batteries to increase it to a Pro 
and just fly it because no one would ever really know, would they? Well, not not until you. The police are oh. stopping you. They're coming after you here, Chris. Exactly. Probably the two forty nine is like you it's can't hurt somebody with head. it if it fell down. And so if it does fall down, and people are like, oh well, this feels like two hundred and and sixty grams, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> I think that's why the battery has the weight on it rather than the drone itself. So it's identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine the British police even just Yes, just got my just got my email notification coming. Could you imagine the British police <laughs> trying to police all of this? Like it's just it's just not gonna happen, is it? Well no, they won't they won't it's no, it's it's more about when you crash yeah. into someone. Which Alan's gonna do. Isn't it? Have you have you guys seen the have you guys seen the the DJI uh, Robomaster? No. It's like the the STEM the STEM robot thing that they do. Right, let me let me stick a thing in chat. Does it does it clean carpets? It's amazing and it's got it's got wheels that are like omnidirectional wheels so it can go like forwards and backs and sideways and oh, it's amazing. It's so cool. Oh, is that yeah, so there's there's the RoboMaster EP core. There's the RoboMaster S1. The oh. S1 like can actually oh, fire cool. like pellets and stuff at people as well. I think I need one of them for the dogs. Yeah, it's yes. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I, I want one of them for my squirrel for the squirrels that keep eating the bird seed in the garden. I want to just literally put a drone outside and just fire in every time that squirrel comes into the garden and nicks all the seeds. Mate, it's only five hundred quid. It's less <laughs> than the drone you just <laughs> bought. Just them. order it. <laughs> I'll buy that as well then, shall I? <laughs> Why have I never seen this? But what's what's quite cool is that it it you can um you can like get all the different like spare parts and things like that as well. But you, I think you can um you can like write your own software and stuff for it. So you probably could write like a machine learning algorithm for it, Al, so that it can spot squirrels and then fire at them. <laughs> you probably could do how that. How fast how fast does it go? Oh, I don't know. Probably outrun you. I, I mean the the, the, the interest. Well, here's, no, but here's what I'm thinking, right? I can have a drone up above filming me on my bike, and I can have a little drone at the bottom filming me from a different angle. I mean, that would be like an epic Maybe movie. It's mint. It would be an epic but, movie. But that's that's the point of that that RoboMaster. So for you to for you to build the software for it, it's 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 part of their education division. Um, yeah. Is that yeah, you yeah. give it to, to universities? Oh, really? It's oh, a it's tech. a platform with the hardware, and you play with the software. Yeah. I just, I just hire people mint. now to do that for me. And they they even do scratch, mate. So you, <laughs> can, you can do it all by yourself. It's just like color coded, <laughs> color coded programming. Yep. It's drag and drop by action. It, is. it literally is. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my five year old son does scratch. It's a bit like using Echohow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just make it green. Pretty much. <laughs> it just just. Click and drag your AP and then just press auto. I was gonna say, What's that what, stupid? What do you mean click and drag? I just do the auto. <laughs> just let auto it RF or whatever auto is it? Place, auto placement, auto, auto design in Ekahawa. <laughs> That's what I do nowadays for, for anyone that asks me, how do you do? What's the best tool to you? Just, uh, just use auto. Just use auto, the auto feature in Ekahawa. You don't even have to, auto. You don't nope, even have to bother all. Raymond just Hendricks about doing a course anymore, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's the way forward. Oh, not me. Save not save me money. Charge from 500 quid. Can I still charge? What? Yeah. Why have I never seen this before? This is unreal. Well, you can charge anyone you want to just show them where the button is. I've just blown Ryan's mind with this Robo Robo 
thing. <laughs> this robot master, he is like all in. <laughs> it is Wait good. Until the missus sees this it's right, good. the whole show blow a fucking nut. <laughs> oh, but I can it's educational. The I, like it's for the kids, you can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, DJI makes <laughs> some really cool stuff between the the that that education. Uh, so they've got a, a version of that that that's an actual drone as well. Um, they've got professional yeah. like camera stabilizers. They've got little gimbals for your own phone. They've got little cameras as well. It's basically the the same stuff that's in their um in their drones. Yeah, that, I've got they the, just got a lot of cool I've stuff. I've got the gimbal for the I've got the gimbal for the iPhone thing. It's amazing. Really, really good. I don't know yet. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a DJI day. So you, you can fly to the US and do DJI stuff. Oh, okay. That's got me south here. DJI day. What, on my drone? Oh, not your private amazing. jet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's grounded at the minute. Last thing, because I actually want to do the three things I said in the intro this week. So we've got five minutes. <laughs> Right. No, let's just do we've never done this. Why why are we changing what we do with the format? Stop it. <laughs> I just I just felt like because otherwise people feel they have to go away and find out for themselves. And I, I would quite be interested to know what this was and Ryan put it in. So Ryan, what, what was this what? one? Sorry, but I'm, I'm looking at robots that shoot things. So like, you just chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's so good. Just, just, just start to play the music now, Dan, and we can like say goodbye. Yeah, right, fair play. In true podcast style. I haven't finished my beer yet, actually, so we got to keep talking. <laughs> oh oh right. no, no, okay. stop! I was only joking. Stop, stop. What is Viacom? Isn't that isn't that like an American kind of? Hey, isn't that like a, Biosat, an American Biosat. media company or something? Biosat is an American. It's an American oh, satellite. Sorry, but it's Viacom <laughs> and it broken media yes. company. It, it, it's like uh, Starlink, but oh, slower. Viasat is a sorry. pretty big... It is. It's the traditional yeah. satellite stuff before Starlink overtook everything. Okay. Um, but it's it's known... So a lot of people use it in residential, though, in the middle of nowhere and stuff like that. It's used quite... Over, well, a lot of, over the world with that. But they've got big military applications... And Viasat sell right. a lot to lots of different militaries across the world. Um, so it was interesting. So just before the Russian invasion, if you remember, it was a big hack um, and the Ukrainian internet went offline and people were like, oh, it's the Russians. We all knew who it was and what they were doing. But we never knew to the extent of what, because some people were online, some people weren't. It wasn't everybody. And what's come to known is that it was actually this fire sat hack. So um, it's it's quite funny to the point where they've they've now figured out exactly well they figured out pretty pretty quickly what had happened. So basically, some hacker has been able to gain access via unprotected VPN concentrator. It's basically VPN into the network done some lateral movements to jump onto the management subnet that controls all of the CPE root devices, then is issued a command to write arrays. It's <laughs> basically... Oh, no. imagine, <laughs> imagine being the guy in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Just being like, oh, 
think I've uh, yeah. Think I've so the, the, the investigation goes like we noticed at <laughs> this time a lot of people went offline and we noticed that after this time a lot more people were offline and it got worse and worse and oh. after a small period of time we realized that someone's gained access to the management subnet and has issued CLI commands to the CPEs to basically overwrite the flash and as a result the, the devices were never going to come online. I mean you've You've got to have a pretty, you've got to have a pretty decent working knowledge of that hardware and their systems, right? Like, it, it, I'm assuming they're saying it's not an inside no, job. But... No, no, it, it's been pretty much proven by uh, National Cyber Security Center, NSA, FBI, everybody, who's everybody that the Russians have done this. And this is this is not something. This is a, a fully coordinated and targeted attack. This wasn't necessarily against Ukrainian citizens. This was against the military applications of it. Mm. This is what it was. So, via right. uh, so Viasat farm out their CPEs to another vendor, Sky Skycom, I think it's called, who make all of the CPEs. <clears throat> Skylogic. Skylogic. Dan's looking it up, and. Um, I'm just reading. I'm just reading and the thing you sent me. <laughs> um, that's what they've exploited is the link between the Skylogic into Viasat. That's what they've done. That VPN link. Um, this has been pretty. This is there's a lot of reconnaissance gone on here, and I suspect that they've discovered right what are they using for their satellite comms to be able to thwart our attack. This is what they're using. They've probably spent months and months just lurking just sitting there waiting for the moment and then as soon as the button yeah. was pressed that was it bang done that's why this was able to, it's well, i mean it literally happened on the 24th yeah, it, of february it, it's, it's a full like it's a full-on technical blitzkrieg <laughs> that's what it is so they've sat there and then all of a sudden yeah. when they've been given the order there hasn't been this uh we're just rummaging around in the network they've mapped this all out they've, they've, they've done the reconnaissance they've done all of the work mm. it's literally probably been a full run book of copy and paste to command and that's it. There was, by the looks of things, it was over and done with within an hour, or within a couple of hours. It's lucky though that it's lucky though that it's just the CPEs, isn't it? Rather than say their ground stations, or or even worse, like you know, the, yeah. The so they, they said that bit, they've done some know. checks and said that there's been no. So for for me, the the, the thing would be yeah, they've they've basically done a rider raise on all of the uh, all of the CPEs over at the flash. The thing for me would be if they had issue if they had access to the firmware images. So if they had access to firmware images mm -hmm. and were able to manipulate them, so let's say they were all stored on some TFTP share, even when they got these back online, the images that would be pushed out to CPE devices would actually include malicious code and backdoors and stuff like that. So whilst it might not actively be in there, that is one exploit that could be done. So apparently the firmware images haven't been manipulated. Um, satellites are still up and running and they're not in flames, or so we know, because I can't see them. Um, and <laughs> the ground stations and things seem to be right. seem to be okay. So this was purely just let's get knock them offline and do it quickly. And that's what it was. Yeah. And it was effective. Really effective. And it's exactly what they've done with the yeah. the power plants, the Ukrainian power plants as well, on the same day. So they were sat in the systems for months and at the given time, all of the power plants went flying. 
or the the selected power plants. Which is crazy, right? You'd expect those, I mean, at least I would, you'd expect those to be kind of air gap networks, wouldn't you? And same with the Stuxworm. Apparently not. You'd be amazed. (laughs) So Stuxnet is, is, yeah, so nobody's nobody's learned from this at all. Yeah. Is that, that... the the worm can propagate throughout the world, throughout networks around the world, and can infect connected machines. Now, nobody's really learned from this to, to separate the OT from your main network. Um that's that's the key these days. So there's a lot of people scrabbling around. So you've got uh so I, I think on previous episodes we've talked about um sort of other Wi-Fi technologies I'll, I know you've delved into them uh, somewhat previously, other vendors, all of the um, PLC stuff and uh, the Wi-Fi communications that they used. I forget what they were called. You're on mute. Sorry, I was um, I was watching drone videos uh, from a new product that I bought. I wasn't paying any attention. <laughs> what were you saying? You just you just go off and watch M robots. Uh, genuinely, I was I was literally watching DJI Mini Mini Three Pro was, first flight and impression. I think it was the episode we had like, with Scott McNeil. He's can here when he came buzzing. on, and we were talking about um, OT technology and Wi-Fi, and the and we we spoke about it is that. There's too many of these proprietary technologies. You Siemens Step Sevens, your Alan Bradleys, your everyone else, right? So people have designed manufacturing processes for 25, 30 years based on these yep, 25 to 30 year old technologies. There are there are big production plants based on this. Mm-hmm. They're never going to change because it's not like just saying, "Oh well, um, now if you want to get rid of your Microsoft servers and put this in." It's going to cost you 200 grand. It's going to cost you this. And it's a small maintenance window to swap it over, you know, databases and whatnot. That would literally be ripping their whole factory out and putting it all back in whilst learning all new processes. It's not going to happen. It genuinely is not going to happen. And that's a problem. Do you think it's niche? Well, it's niche. That's why. Do you think think that's a small market? Do you think that's a, a good reason why companies should be iterating consistently ra- rather than being like, oh, that's in place. We'll leave that for five years because by the end of that five years, it's like, oh, now nah, it's going it, to be too much work. It costs too much to, money. Like, I, do you not think there uh, should when be When more? you're talking about technologies I, yeah, they, I don't like think that, they necessarily... it's too much money. You're effectively talking about, you might as well knock the whole building down and build it from scratch. That's That's what we're talking about here. Um, and I, but yeah, but you're, you're talking about the downsides of proprietary technology versus standards-based technology is that, is that if it's standards-based is that something else can come in and you can slowly swap stuff over. But when you're, when you're locked in, whether it's with a protocol or whether with it's with hardware, uh, um, that's not an option. It's, it's rip and replace across the board. Yeah. But I'd say the market is still saturated with all of these proprietary things and people have made businesses out of selling equipment that works on Siemens or Alan Bradley or whoever, ABB and stuff like that. They've, they've basically made businesses on that. So they don't, they're not going to change necessarily. And people uh, stick to the names that they know. So people who do this manufacturing stuff day in, day out, when they go to say, oh, we're going to put 
this in because it works and we know it. Engineers for 40 years have, or 50 years, even longer, have learned this stuff, these PLCs from the ground up. So they're not, it's really difficult to retrain. I think as the, as things go on and the generations do go on, I do believe things will change, but I think it's going to be incredibly slow. I don't, I honestly don't think we'll see it anytime soon. The, the problem you have with, with what you're talking about is that you don't have the, no. the, the innovation in that industry right now that you do with like, everything's gone virtualized. You know, you're talking about cloud-based computing where we've been few, for a few years, you know, that's revolutionized data centers and the way we interact on the internet, right? You've got a, a market that's just been left on its own, to be fair. I don't think they've really had any innovation. They haven't really had anyone kind of look at them. Now, all of a sudden, IoT and all that crap's coming to the forefront of people's thinking because all of a sudden it's it's interesting and it's new. But it's been stuck in 40 years because that's the way it's always been. So Siemens and, and whatnot, they, they can pivot, definitely, I think, to create things but only if there's that financial incentive for them but again they're very niche they're very small it's a very it's a very small market in mm. all honesty so while i was working with 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 Maersk, the shipping company we were dealing with siemens products and uh plcs and uh um oh, what was the other thing called the old p oh, i can't remember and we were dealing with profinet protocols as well which which trying to run so the profinet is a is the profi safe and the profinet protocol is is actually an, a standard believe it or not it's not just Siemens that, um, I mean, I think Siemens developed it probably with, within a consortium, yeah. but Siemens weren't the only manufacturer of products that actually utilized the Profinet and the Profisafe protocols. There were many others, but Siemens seemed to have the brand recognition, same as Cisco, right? <laughs> or Mist, right? You, you would go with the, the manufacturer of the product that you feel no, comfortable trucks. with, like you buy a German car over a, a Dutch car. The Dutch make cars? <laughs> Oh, they make good Anyway, trucks. I don't drive a truck, do they? But, but you do see where I'm going with it. And I think the problem you have is, is I don't think there's been any attention on that industry. So we're all of a sudden shining a light on that industry because we're kind of transitioning over from wireless. To, well, so wireless is becoming a bit broader. It's not just Wi-Fi for us. Mm -hmm. We're moving away from, from AO, what was it, 802.11? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> we're moving away from, from that and we're kind of coming across into, you know. 15.4 um, and... Well, whatever it is, you know, yeah, yeah. um, heart. what's it called? What's that thing that everyone talk, Troy talks about? Um, like Laura, no, Wan and... Laura, Wan. Laura, Wan. sorry. Christ, do you know what it is? When I, whenever technical information comes into my head, it's like a stopper that goes, stop talking about technical shit. Alan. You're not technical anymore. Um, all this kind of stuff, I think, cause we're shining a light on it and we're actually, we're getting interested in it. I think all of a sudden we can see how it's been. I don't know, a stalwart or whatever it is and, and it's kind yeah. of set in its ways a little bit. Whereas now you've got to remember is the guys I used to it, it kind of engage with were 40, 50 year olds, sorry, 40, 50 years in the industry where they've kind of grown up with it. You don't have 20 year olds working on this shit or you don't have 30 year olds working on this shit either. That's the problem you have is trying to teach an old dog new tricks. And I think you need to um, understand that. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, a easy job for the likes of Siemens to develop a kind of cloud-based solution for all of this technology where it's like any other well, unfortunately, mate, hardware yeah. can operate on it or it makes it easier to kind of integrate the 20 the 30 year olds that eh? are working on this are the hackers yep. that are looking to exploit this shit 
Exactly. Because, security, exactly. because there's no security in any of it. Because yeah. it was so small, it's niche, no one really cared. Now all of a sudden they do care because they're. it's now becoming critical to industry components because all of a sudden it's like, we don't have anything else. So we've got this legacy equipment. It's a bit like saying we only support A2.11B client devices because, well, we never developed them. We never yeah. developed our clients. So that's all we've got. But we know the vulnerabilities because they still use web. Well, that's been hacked. Okay, cool. But we've got nothing else to use. And if we have to... <laughs> We have to kind of completely, like you say, you might as well knock the building down and, and, and rehash everything because the investment is just so huge that, you know, something that's supposed to be temporary becomes permanent. And this is the problem you're going to have, I think. And I don't I don't see it being being changed short term because at the end of the day, it works and it's operational. It's only you and I that think it should improve and this is the way we think it should improve. But you look, someone looks at it and goes, now nah, we ain't doing that. And Siemens have got no motivation to do anything other than keep on selling to a captive audience that is very relatively small but very expensive because yeah. Merck, billion-dollar industry, as are whatever shipping industries out there or ports or whatever it is where they use all these types of um, technologies because Honestly, it's the way it is. How are you going to so change it? It's so frustrating. I don't think you can. I work for a company who used a lot of this Siemens Step Seven stuff, and I remember. It was they had one laptop and it was a Panasonic Toughbook, right? But it was the Siemens Step Seven laptop, right? Nice and laptops. you actually bought it from Siemens, oh, I love them. and it was ten thousand pound for one laptop, right? And this this came to I IT love those to this came to <laughs> IT so as a responsibility. It was running Windows XP, yep, surreal right? board, ten grand for Windows XP, and uh-huh. yeah, so that this was the thing. <laughs> The lads would lose the serial cable, so you'd be like, "Oh, we'll just, I'll just go and buy a serial cable." No, no, no. Uh, it has to be the Siemens one. No, no. And everything, everything <laughs> is a minimum of two hundred quid. <laughs> oh, serial cable, two hundred. I'm, I'm sure that the, the the best sales guy in the world genuinely worked for Siemens because everything was two hundred quid. Yeah, just two hundred quid. How, how much quid. is a mouse? Oh, it's two hundred quid, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's two hundred quid. The best analogy I'll give you is that they're all. It's effectively their clients are all cars on a motorway. And they all want to stop for something to eat. They want to refuel or they want to go for a wee. So where do you go to? You go to a service station and you're going to pay a premium mm-hmm. because there's nowhere else around. That's the that's the business model that they have right now. That's where Junction and 12 on the M4 and comes then... in, mate. <laughs> Junction 12 on the, on the M4. M4. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Junction 12 is the uh, M5, the Gloucester service. Brilliant services. services. Well, no, no, no. Is that really good? Because the whole point is, right, really good. Ju- Junction 12 on the M4 is that... Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, the other guys. That's Reading, right? Right. It's, it's it's the one before Reading services, but there's a McDonald's, a Starbucks, a Sainsbury's, a Boots. Like, it, just get off there. Don't go to services. Go to Junction 12. <laughs> if there's there's an IKEA, I stopped for IKEA meatballs the other day while I was supercharging my car. Did, did you have the vegan one? How we got from Siemens to IKEA meatballs is fucking beyond me. I'm telling you. I did not have the vegan one. Yeah, uh, get I, the uh, horse I meat. Dan oh. ends up at balls eventually. <laughs> Give me the horse meat. <laughs> it's all, it always ends in meatballs. <laughs> Dan put a flat pack wardrobe in the back of his car and was like, "Yeah, I've got myself a wardrobe to build when I get home." <laughs> I got a. I, I got a, get a bookcase for. Uh... Ooh. For my award. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what your doorstop? <laughs> doorstop. <laughs> I love it. 
How, 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 have we ever talked to you about that award yet? I don't think we have. Oh, I think you have, mate. Yeah, there's no need. No, I don't think we <laughs> actually have. <laughs> I think we might have talked about it, but never really published it. I mean, how do you feel about receiving an award from Right, and peers, thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> see you all go on Sounds like plan. next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about that anyway. But thank you to everyone who did vote for me, but um, it's embarrassing, so... <laughs> it's just, it's just is it? Is it embarrassing for you? Like to be recognised? I mean, no, I mean Raymond. It's just a false you know, humidity. I mean, well, the only thing Raymond can win is is like Eka How Trainer of the Year or um, what's the other one that they give out? When oh, I'm, I'm not great enough to get a lifetime um, award. Like the kind of lifetime award type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think either the other people will. So is that, what, I do what, blog, so but I have little blog? time to blog. So and you can be like a contributor that. of the year or something. Yeah, to be fair. Well, you just keep well, silent then, for a few years and then pop up again. Maybe you could win rookie. Of alter ego. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Yeah, alter ego saying, hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to nominate you. Raymond, next year, I'm going to nominate you for rookie of the year. Veteran of the year. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping, actually, now that we've got a better calibre of guests on our show, i.e. not guests, uh, members of the team now, yeah, hosts, that's the word I'm looking for. Maybe, maybe we might actually win, like, that contributor thing of the year where the likes of the ninjas... We'd have to talk about Wi-Fi in order to do that. We don't talk about Wi-Fi. If there's anything you should have learned about this podcast by now (laughs) is that we get blackballed by every single person. Do we? Ever. <laughs> yes. Do we? Content contributor of the year at the name BBC. Name, name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name one person who blackballed Let's, let's not. Uh, yeah. We need back to balls. balls. Let's, let's finish that. Let's finish. Name just, you've, yeah. just, you've just made an amazing statement. I want you to name names. We're, we're a professional but podcast. Why don't you talk to me? Right. Thank you for coming tonight, guys. The only thing I'm wondering no, now I'm is, genuinely, is I've enjoyed it. we haven't Thanks, talked guys. about it. We, we skipped over the, the way too little time on the drones, but will the price of the SE, uh, the Mini 2 now go down? What do you guys think? Oh, sorry, Should mate. I go for the Mini 2 or the Mini 3? That's what I wanted, advice. I, I'm not loaded like Mr. Crypto over here. Go for the Mini 3, because I've just bought one, and we can be drone buddies. <laughs> I know. I have seen the same, I the think, same numbers. Oh, I, it's the it's thing... not been a good day for me today, mate. Have you seen the markets? <laughs> <laughs> it's been awful. I'm, I'm going to ring Dan up in a minute for a job. The thing... <laughs> <laughs> can you get me an interview in Italic? <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I, I need someone... If there's anyone out there who wants a, a wireless job, please... Apply to Natalik. Um, no, the um, the the thing that I'd always say, and I always like for me, I always think about is when I'm thinking about should I upgrade, should I not, should I get the new one, should I get last year's model? Is I'll always then see the thing I didn't buy, the upgraded version or the newer version that I didn't buy, and think, oh, should have just bought. And then the when I'll get the better one. <laughs> And you meet up, I'll go, oh, that's yeah, right. True you enough. got the shit one. Yeah. And you're, oh. you're never going to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. I did the same when uh, the missus <laughs> yeah. was due so an upgrade. She was like, well, I've got an iPhone 12. 
and there's kind of nothing wrong with it and it it works and you know i quite like it it's like so, so i think i'm not going to upgrade and i was like yeah but you could upgrade for the same amount of money and you could have the new phone she's like yeah but what's the difference i went because it's not the shit yeah. phone anymore it's the new phone like you've got the latest one and she's <laughs> like that's a valid point i'll, I'll upgrade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you need to upgrade your wife i think oh, it would be the way around uh, be come on come on now <laughs> <laughs> But Imagine if you could, though. In certain, I mean, would you? In certain Go parts of the world, I guess. No. Really, Chris, <laughs> is Alan? Alan <laughs> is in poke the bear mode, isn't he? It's because he's. I'm not. He's a few beers in. He's like, right. Let's, let's just poke the bear. I <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, right. Anyone else got any, anything else they want to oh, chat quickly I, about? So I think jumping back to to Raymond, uh, that I've I've shifted to just buying. Uh, buying the quality item and oh no, true. I do the less, same, but both are quality items. items. Yeah, I, yeah, but I think long term support kind of thing, getting the newer model, yeah, uh, that the, the software support, even if they're good about the length of the support on the software, I, I think but you're uh, talking to the is, one person that has an Android phone here, so this doesn't really come into play, does it? <laughs> yeah, but just follow the just follow the just follow the access point cell system. <laughs> buy buy new buy new APs. So buy all the ones that have got all the latest kind of protocols in them because you'll get all the better silica and all that crap, even though you can't use, you know, six E or whatever. What is the next generation what's the current iteration of Wi Fi? I've been so out of the loop for so many years. <laughs> is it seven now? <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, if a Wi Fi seven well, AP became available, that. you'd buy it, wouldn't you? you because see that. You might not be able to use it, but you'd buy it because the silica's better for like Wi Fi yeah, 5, Wi Fi 4, Wi Fi 3. That you want yeah. to do that, right but nobody that, can yeah. buy them because you can't get them. So people are actually buying Wave 2 AC yes. access points as their refresh because yep. those are the ones they can get their hands on. So, yeah, that's true. Wave 2. <laughs> oh my God. That's such that's a blast from the past. I, so it looks like right now there's yeah. a $200 difference yeah, between the, the Mini 3 Pro. Than the Mini Two. Same. Uh, What's the price, Raymond? Yeah. Yeah. Fifty pounds. Yeah. <laughs> two hundred euros. What? Roughly the same. I mean, the two hundred dollar <laughs> difference is the same. So, in so I think if you, I think if <laughs> you care about the video, yeah, euros and dollars are similar. The upgrade is is well worth it. Oh, you if you don't that. really care yeah, about video I'm, I'm and just want to fly the drone, AR drone, right? Maybe it's not. This is where Anything's the impulse that, da- that I'm looking at Al's face now, <laughs> and Mr. Impulsive is just while we were talking about this, gone and bought a drone. But now he's thinking, shit, I didn't know there was a better one. I didn't know that you could get a better camera. Shit, I'm going to have to buy another one now. <laughs> no, he's bought the best no, I've one. I've just bought the better one. I've already bought it. I've just bought the three. Um, I've just, I've Ryan, Ryan I've just, just bought the DJ cranking up I mean, yeah. Mini Three. <laughs> It'll catch you up. You can still get the Mavic, Mavic, Mavic. Yeah, the Mavic. That's Mavic Pro. Good drawn, to be fair. Thir- Mavic thirteen hundred bucks oh, on top of that. DJI, hassle, yeah. hassle no, back that camera. The one you really and... want. The really yeah, one yeah. you really want is the Inspire. Yeah, it's a proper drone. Exactly. 
Mm. But the reason why I've gone for the mini is because I can drop it on someone's head and not get sued. Yeah. When collapsed, it's like less than six inches. But you stick it in your pocket. Because I don't actually have one. Can you? But if you did drop it on someone's head and you just ran away, how would they ever know it was yours? You'd have your, you, you, video, I'd probably write my name. You just lost your thousand pound drone. <laughs> if this drone belongs to <laughs> Raymond. Well, Adam, when you launched it, seeing like your shocked face looking at it as it takes off in front of you, like uh, I'm pretty sure you, you don't need Sherlock Holmes to figure that out. <laughs> I recognize yeah, him. Nobody, I've seen him yeah. on that podcast. Nobody knows that. I've I'm seen him on that audio ass. podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, <laughs> although I am thinking we might start publishing the video, so just so you're aware. I'm not oh, super duper. Half the shave. <laughs> you're wearing a hat, mate. Put pants on. <laughs> I'd have to get dressed. <laughs> Remember, everyone. We, when, we used to do. We used to. When Chris says pants, he means trousers. So it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't really bad. It was just. Well, a what are bit bad. what are pants for you guys? Kegs. Underwear. <laughs> Kegs. Kegs. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Well, me and Ryan are clearly from the north, so we call them kegs. <laughs> there's one other thing. There's one other <laughs> thing we could mention. Guys, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, No, we're an hour and a half in. I'm calling it there. It That's was it. Fun. We're done. We'll talk about it next You're week. You're no fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> for coming bye guys and uh yeah let's let's do this again <laughs> happy new year happy new year <laughs> cheers <laughs> cheers guys <laughs> bye <laughs>